How's it going, my brothers and sisters? This is Steve Kitts. Thank you for joining us on During Bible Study Podcast. We'll open up in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and love. And we thank you, Lord, that you're with us and that these words, Lord, that you give us is something we can put in our hearts and use for your glory. Lift you up and give you the honor. In your blessed name we beg. Amen. Salvation and Grace. In this episode, we'll be exploring the topics of salvation and grace that is described in the King James Bible. It is an essential topic for the Christian faith, and we hope to shed some light on what it means to be saved and experiencing the grace of God. The first part we want to talk about is salvation. The idea of salvation is at the heart of Christian faith. According to the Bible, all human beings have sinned and come short of the glory of God. According to Romans 3:23 For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and are all justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. God put him forward as a perpetuation by his blood. Perpetuation, the word perpetuation basically means that one who would bear the judgment we deserve and the wrath deserved in our sin. Jesus is put forth by God the Father, meaning that God knew that Jesus was the one that was to be sacrificed for our sins. And we all are separated from God and we all need salvation. However, through faith in Jesus Christ, we can be saved and reconciled with God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, For by the grace we are saved through faith, that not of ourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So if there's one question every man, woman, and child must reconcile before they die, it's simply this, what must I do to be saved? Salvation is not something that we can earn through good works or deeds. It is a gift from God that is freely given to all that believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior, that He came he walked this earth, born of a virgin, gave his life on Calvary, rose himself up on the third day, and is now at the right hand of God as our intercessor, as our go-between to God for all of our needs. In Christ we have redemption, forgiveness, and glorified inheritance. We are adopted into the family of God so that we might gain access to the rich spiritual blessings only found in heavenly places. Nothing good that we have done, and by and through the blood of Jesus is the only way. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that so whoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For many Christians, John 3.16 serves as a thesis statement for their faith. God sacrificed his Son Jesus for the sins of humanity, and if you believe in him, your soul will be saved. This means we do not have to live in fear or condemnation, but can have eternal life through Christ. In this verse, it guides us to find peace, comfort, and hope. John 3.16 reminds us that there is an eternal glory awaiting beyond this life of pain and sorrow. It is an important verse because there is reassurance of a God that loves us so much that he would sacrifice even his beloved son so that we can have life. Romans 6, 23, For the wages of sin is death, 
but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Apostle Paul summed this section up in his letter, the entire gospel, into this famous verse. He compares the two types of lives that we have been describing. Those without Christ are slaves to sin. Their work of sinfulness earns a paycheck of death and a home in hell. In other words, they earn eternal death, eternal separation from God. No matter how good of a person you may think you are, works can never get be good enough. Ultimately, you have themselves to blame for the sin against God. There is another way, however. Paul describes the possibility that we can become servants of the righteous and trusted Jesus Christ, and not just something we can do on our own. He wrote in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned and come short of God's glory, and no eternal life can be given. It cannot be earned by anybody. Then Paul describes eternal life as God's free gift that Christ gives us. And when we trust in Christ, God gives us credit for Christ's perfection, for his sinless life, and accepts the payment that Christ gave on the cross in death and his resurrection for our sins. The result, eternal life with him, sharing in his glory, and giving us what is the greatest gift ever. Paul seems to be asking people, what life do you choose? Which one do you want? We need to know today that when we die, we know where we're going to spend our eternity. It's one of two places, heaven or hell. With Jesus in heaven or hell with the other non-believers. The second part we're going to talk about is grace. Grace is a central theme of the Bible and is closely related to the concept of salvation. According to the Bible, grace is an undeserved gift from God that is given to us freely. Again, we can compare it to Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. We have to have faith in to have salvation. This means we do not have to earn God's favor through good works or religious practices. God's grace is abundant and available to all who seek it. And it is through grace that we are saved, and it is through grace that we can grow in our faith and our walk with God. We can think about how the thief on the cross, he only asked God to remember him that day. He was evil. He was a mean guy. He deserved the death that he was going to get. But he looked to Jesus, and it took faith by that man to believe that Jesus was the answer to his afterlife. Nothing else was done by that believer but having faith and calling out and asking Jesus to remember him. Some deny that there's more to this. Some believe that when you die, you just die. But what if they're wrong? What if there's more to this? Wouldn't you want to know that you have somewhere to go, a better place? The biggest thing we need to think about is that we will be in peace and have joy no one wants to be tormented and, and in pain for eternity. That's just silly. Choose wisely, people. All right, in Titus 2, 11 and 12, it says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that, denying ungodliness and the worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. This is reminding us that God trains us 
to renounce ungodliness. So how do we live lives like that? And this is what I love from the beginning. So in verse 11 it says, Grace of God has appeared to us and has brought salvation to us. So praise God, He saved us from our sins. Grace is not a license to sin, but rather a motivation to live a holy and righteous life. As we experience God's grace, we are compelled to love Him and live according to His will. In Romans 6, 1 and 2, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin, that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we, that we are dead to sin, live any longer therein? Paul said that we have died to sin, and since no longer it's in our nature, we cannot continue to live in it. He's talking about being born again in the Spirit. This means you lay aside your ego strength. Take up your cross means instead of picking up those weaknesses that we often try to run away from in our lives. Taking up our cross means carrying around those places where we are vulnerable, places where we may be exposed to embarrassment and shame and tell others about God's grace and goodness. There's a whole lot more to taking up the cross and and bearing the cross to people that we need to talk about it in another podcast. And I really like and want to explore that with you. This last part I want to talk about is living in salvation and grace. As Christians, we are called to live in light of our salvation and experience God's grace in our daily lives. This means living a life obedient to God's will and walking in the Spirit. Galatians 5 and 16 and 17 says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts after the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are the contrary to one another, so that you cannot do the things that you would. So living in salvation and grace means we are no longer slaves to sin, but rather slaves to righteousness. This means that the spiritual life is not our work, and the fruit we bear is not ours either. It's God's work in us. Through Christ, God pumps spiritual life into us, and then we bear the fruit through us. In Romans 6 and 18, being made free from sin, yet we become servants of righteousness. We are empowered by the Holy Spirit to live a life that honors God and serves others. Nothing that enters our lives is able or sufficient enough to separate us from God's love demonstrated at the cross. God's love allowed the believers to be a conqueror in this world over the adversary. God walks with us through every adversity and hardship. We do not merely survive or just squeak by. We do not just succeed. We conquer and overcome. In Galatians 5, and 23, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. So Paul points out that these verses is to emphasize that the attributes that should be evident in every Christian if the Holy Spirit dwells within the heart of someone as opposite of those attributes that are evident in a person who is not born again. So wrapping up this message, we will tell you that salvation and grace are essential themes in the Bible and in part of the Christian faith. Through faith in Jesus Christ, we can be saved and reconciled with God. And through grace, we can grow in our faith and walk with Him. 
Let us strive to live in the light of our salvation, the experience of God's grace in our daily lives. And it is up to us to have our own personal relationship with God. He desires that. And He has desired that from the beginning of the world, that we have a personal walk and talk with Him. Just like He visited Adam and Eve in the cool of the day, He wishes to talk to us daily. So make it a point to have a conversation with God because He's closer than a brother. We have to start by having faith in Jesus Christ and believing that through Him we can have eternal life after this one. Remember that God loves us and He's loved us before we were even born. God, He has a plan and He had a plan and He knows how it all will end. We need to trust Him with our forever. Well, thank you for listening to During Bible Study and hope to see you next time. We'll wrap it up in a prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that we have salvation and grace through Jesus Christ. That is nothing that we did. It was all that Jesus did. But it is our faith and our trust in you that has gained us the salvation that we have, the hope of eternal life, the place that we can go and spend with you in eternity after this world's over. And we know it's awful close to the end, Lord. Hold us and guide us, Lord, that we can share others your goodness and we can bring others into your kingdom. And we thank and you praise you, Lord, and we lift you up in your blessed holy name. Amen. Let me tell you about a new product that you probably need to go check out. It's called Talking Jesus Doll at JesusDoll.com. If you use my promo code Steve Kitts at checkout, they'll give you an extra 10% off. With all the woke culture going out affecting kids with cartoons and toys, they're trying to separate your kids and your grandkids from the family and from God. I recommend that you introduce Jesus to your kids as early as possible. That's why we're partnering with the Talking Jesus Doll. It's a plush doll that talks. When you squeeze the hand, it speaks 10 phrases that Jesus said in the Bible, from the Lord's Prayer to John 3.16 and everything in between. With everything that's going on, it's important to introduce our children to the love and the lessons that Jesus had for many years. I love this product and so does everyone else. The reviews are amazing and kids are learning the Bible verses and using the doll to minister to others. If you have kids, grandkids, nieces, and nephews, this is a perfect gift for them. It could be for Easter, birthdays, and even Christmas. Teach your kids about the Lord. Go to JesusDoll.com and use the promo code SteveKids for 10% off and God bless you.
I want to take a minute to talk to you about Buzzsprout. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new market or a channel, may I suggest that you share your thoughts and your ideas with the world. And it's just so fun to have a talk show. Podcasting is very easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Within minutes of finishing each recording, Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And a team that they have at Buzzsprout is passionate in helping you succeed. They want you to succeed. Join with over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's go ahead and create something together. God bless you.